Stefano, I appreciate you joining the podcast, man. I've been following your social media content for a while. I, I really think the content you post is interesting, uh, intriguing, and, and pretty thought-provoking. So I appreciate you for joining, man. Thank you, Jonathan. And uh, I'm excited to be here and see where this conversation goes. Absolutely. So your um, your social media presence is kind of centered around fitness and uh, diet and health, uh, assuming you've been in the game for a long time. Is this kind of your, your life passion? I would say absolutely. Like I, I, I've been doing sports since I was like five years old with karate, taekwondo, and then tennis. And I wish, man, that these, I would have thought of being a personal trainer or studying sports earlier in time but actually now i'm 20 i'm 29 now and i i realized that i wanted to pursue my passion in sport through making it my career only at uh, 24 years old something like that yeah and what was that reason why did you want to make that switch so so basically i've been a bartender or i've been a bartender since 19 years old and I liked it, you know, I enjoyed it. You know, it was fun, especially because in school, I, um, in school, I've, I've studied to be a mechanic, right? Like, uh, machines in a, in a factory, you know, like programming these machines. And I remember going to company to do a stage, a trial to work with them. And I was like, man, this is not my place. Like, I don't want to be surrounded by, by men and machines all day. So I realized I wanted to do something else, something that was in contact with other people and it was fun. I didn't, didn't, didn't feel that much as work. And so I started pursuing the bartending career. I did a course and, and I liked it, you know, I liked the ambient and the, my long-term goal was actually to, to open my own bar, right? And in all of this period, I would keep training and stay fit uh, you know, but then, you know, as I, as I move forward in hospitality and being a bartender, I realized that, man, this, this whole industry is completely, you know, fucked. <laughs> you don't, you don't find peace in these, in these places, you know, like you work with drunk people and things break and it's just a mess. And there's lots of people doing drugs. And so it's, it's not the best environment and, uh, it's not smooth. So I, I started to understand that I, I actually, actually there has been something that happened in my life that made me realize that, that there wasn't a good environment and that was uh, lower back problems. So I started to have lower back problems and, um, and uh, the cause was a mixture between not lifting with good technique with some squats, but you know, that was actually a little, Actually, some little uh, incident that happens, but mainly was standing all of these hours, you know, like you do 50, 60 hours uh, standing and then you need to lift boxes and stuff like that. So I started to uh, struggle with back pain a lot and I would go to work with this back pain, you know, like and every move, movement I would do it was very uh, sharp and painful. And I started to think, uh, is this is this my life? Like you know, breaking my back to make someone else rich and being in this environment where I really don't have any control, you know, because 
something that I hated, especially in the place I've worked, and most of them were like these. You don't know where you're going home. You know, when, when you work night, cocktail bartender, you've got no clue where, <laughs> where you go home, you know? Uh, so, and so then I realized I wanted to pursue something that was more, uh, that I really like, I was most passionate about, more passionate about. And because of my back pain, I stopped doing weights and I started calisthenics. Mm. So, because I, you know, weights were um, triggering my lower back pain. And I thought, okay, so I cannot touch weight. What can I do? And I started to do body weight training. And um, I started to enjoy it, get passionate about calisthenics. And this is how I decided to pursue my career as a personal trainer. You said before we uh, started the podcast that you live in Spain. Is health and nutrition pretty prominent in your area? Because where I live in the United States, it's you know, I live in Houston, Texas, so there's a very large presence of health and fitness. The Alpha Land Gym is in the Houston area. Is it kind of similar where you're at? Uh, I mean, if you compare it with other areas of Italy, for example, I'm from Italy, like the south of Italy is definitely not as, as fitness-oriented than the south of Spain. So I would say, yeah, I mean, if you go by the beach, there's a lot of people running and parents running with the, with the push chair, with the, with the children there. So I would say that these, these other people playing volleyballs, you know, and doing sports on the beach. So I would say, yes. Yeah. And do you concentrate, like, do you have a, a target audience that you try to hit? Um, or are you kind of open and, and, uh, welcoming to all, all demographics. Oh, so that, that's a kind of a loaded question for me. Okay. Because part of my, so I, I, I do my coaching now all online and I became vegan um, five years ago. And I also decided to become an animal rights activist. So, so basically I only work with vegans now and you know, all my work is, is online. And the reason why, uh, you know, I work with vegans only, it's uh, because I cannot prioritize the conversation about animal rights. Hmm. And, um, and that's, so what happens basically, so and we, you would say, like, so why do you not want to um, work with someone that's not vegan? And it's because usually when you do hold people accountable about their action and, um, talk about the consequences of eating animal products and present it as something wrong, you know, people can all can either be open to change or get upset. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, that, that's one of the reasons. But I do accept clients that uh, are open to being vegan and, you know, you're kind of, kind of into a process, but they say, yeah, I want to be vegan, not vegan yet, and uh, I will work with them. Are, do you think that you're kind of siloing yourself out from other people that you may potentially could have a positive impact on with your animal rights view M maybe someone is a you know a meat eater or a carnivore um and you could potentially have a positive impact on them with your you know some of your thoughts and views by you know but you know, I, but since I, you I, only talk to I... since you only talk to vegans do you think you you could be like reaching another market if you, you know, 
I mean, I definitely don't only, I definitely don't only talk to vegan. Like through my marketing in Instagram, I, I have many conversations with non-vegans, uh, actually. Um, and you know, when I talk about fitness, like training and nutrition, I don't, I don't necessarily, especially when I talk about training, obviously, I don't necessarily, um, talk about veganism, right? So I'm still helping people that that's not vegan. And definitely, I definitely reached them. That's good. What was the reason you went vegan? Was it for animal rights or for more for health or both? Well, actually it's never, I would say that has never been for health. It started with the environment. And, uh, so here's that when we have to be doing this distinction, you know, because vegan is a ethical position when you want to avoid participating to animal exploitation. Um, and then we have plant-based plant-based when you optimize your diet. So most, most of your food comes from plants for health or environment. Why that is an important distinction to make? Because you cannot be 50, 50, uh, <laughs> against anim animal cruelty. You gotta be hundred percent, right? So that's why you cannot be uh, on the other side. Uh, if we look at the environmental and health side of plant-based diet or whatever veganism, um, it's fine if you still have animal products on, on your, on your routine, right? If, if you have some percentage of animal product, you're still going to, to have uh, a positive impact on the environment and, um, and on your health, eating more fruit and vegetables. So, so when I, when I first became vegan, it was, I, I became plant-based and, uh, I watched a documentary called Cowspiracy, Cowspiracy. And I've always been this guy a little bit that wanted to be not different, but skeptical about what everyone is doing, mm. you know, always kind of question things and realizing that there's such a huge impact from producing animal products. One of those, one of those impacts that uh, shocked me the most was the fact that 50% uh, of the Amazon forest has been um, destroyed and about 90% of it is because of crops, mm. um, specifically soy, soy crops that is going to feed animals. And, you know, for me, that was enough, enough to say, whoa, I don't want to be part of this. You know, if, if all I have to do is change my diet. I, I also had this way of thinking that it would be very healthy to eat only fruit and vegetables. You know, I didn't do it for that reason, but it was something that was going on in my, in my mind for a period of time. And, uh, I don't know if I said it already, but what got me, what got me to start this plant-based journey was watching Cowspiracy. It's a documentary on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And now there is also Seaspiracy, which is, uh, even more scarier. A have you seen that? Oh, dude, I love Seaspiracy. I love Seaspiracy. Yeah, it's a very good documentary. I watch Cowspiracy as well. Um, so I, I guess I should tell you, I'm, I am not a vegan. You probably guessed that by now or, um, but I don't have any qualms or issues with people that are vegans, but I read the book, uh, by Jane Buxton, 
Do you know who that is? She is a she's a really good author um, out of the UK, and she just released a book. I said released, just released, but I think it's been out for about a year now, and it's called The Greatest Plant Based Con, and it's the book is divided into large sections of health, environmental footprint, um, animal agriculture, and it just breaks down kind of all the uh, the statistics that are said in Cowspiracy. I watched Cowspiracy too, and I was like, holy crap, is this true or not? But according to Jane and her metrics that she used in her books, a lot of that is is inaccurate inaccurately represented it's it's true but only if you look at half of the data um and especially Mm -hmm. like blue and green water like i think cowspiracy one of the sections talked about um animal agriculture consumes uh the a lot of water and i think they just kind of uh, gloss over that but they don't differentiate between blue and green water very well Um, So that was kind of one of the sections. I'm not a statistical expert. I'm not going to sit here and debate you on it. Me neither. Me neither. We're not going to debate about it. But uh, Um, I I heard heard these, but, but, you know, like logically speaking, we have um, three trillions animals in the animal agriculture industry, including including, uh, marine animals. And it just makes sense that feeding all of these animals is not sustainable. That you know, like it's yeah, it's, it's just logical for me. You know, I don't really need studies. So, so yeah. No, I agree. I think I think the way we are performing agriculture today is bastardized and backwards, and it's not sustainable, and it's leading to. Um, uh, climate erosion, uh, you know, your animal rights issues that you post on your social media, that's clearly a byproduct of the way we we do agriculture today. Um, so I agree. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's sustainable. But I think there are other better methods that mimic older ways and older kind of uh, the uh, Native American principles um, I'm sure you heard of the term regenerative agriculture, uh, that I don't want to say mimic mother nature, but it's as close to it as, as we can get that it's not monoculture crops and stuff like that. Have you looked into anything around regenerative agriculture or sustainable agriculture? I had a debate with a carnivore, uh, oh carnivore about this and you know let, let's say it makes sense uh all right here's the thing we can m- my point there is well first of all it's it's not fract yeah it's not something practical to offer to the world right now by only um regenerative regenerative you know farm meat right it's not something uh it's not a good message uh, to to ask people to do but you know what i'm saying is if we care about animals all right and we also care about the environment so the solution is not farming cows in a regenerative way the solution is 
farming plants in a way that's sustainable and has less suffering. So, and I, and I also don't don't think um, it's it's a good idea. I mean, there is not enough land for that. I know carnivores say yes, but it's, I don't think it's true. In one of because there are only some some areas, I guess, on the world where you can put this cow. So that's um, true. Yeah, that yeah. that's true. There's only certain regions in the world that are better suited for uh, for ruminant animals and crops too. I mean, in in planted crops. Do you think that we could do both? Do you think we can use plants and animals um, to improve our ecosystem? Like I can't. I like I. I Plants have a very important um, reason, you know, photosynthesis and, and, and all that. But animals play a very critical role in the life cycle of the plants, too. I mean, the, the thing is, when you use the word, should we use animals, um, you're talking about that, using them. Will we use the same for for humans? Should we use humans? you know, to pursue these benefits, you know, without recognizing their, their will to be, to be free. Right. So I don't think we should use animal in, in any way, just, just with like, just like we don't use dogs. I mean, it's true that most people adopt a dog, a bad dog because they want company. Uh, and that, and that's, and that's the reason why many dogs are, you know, abandoned, right? But not every people abandon those dogs. You got other people that get the dog and realize, oh shit, you know, this is a little, a little <laughs> guy that's, you know, it's a family, a family member, right? And they, they start to have this connection that they are nothing, they're not individual and they just deserve to be looked after just like we do with babies and maybe old people. So, and, and I don't see how really like animals, uh, like farmed animals, especially, will help with the uh, with the environment. I think this will be just the opposite because we will we will have more land with less animals in animal agriculture. Uh, that's an interesting thought. So I visited um, Rome Ranch in Fredericksburg, Texas, um, and it's a multi generational or multi species regenerative ranch. And they have bison on the on the land, and I talked to the head land steward there, and you know he was saying, if you can't like in order to to really have a positive impact to our community and our ecosystem, he would rather you hunt for your land. I mean, for for your meat. So if you can go hunting for your meat, provide fa your family with meat that way, then that would be the most optimal way. And if you can't do that, then go buy from your local farmer. If you don't live near a local farmer, then there's this option that some farmers are providing are that's regeneratively raised meat, um, which I think is a better option than conventional farming from the CAFOs, from the factory farming methods. Do you think there's a differentiation between the two, between a factory farm and, you know, a place that practices, uh, you know, paddock? Do you know what paddock grazing is? No. It's where they rotate the animals. So, like, Rome Ranch, they rotate the bison. You know, I don't know what the... Oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, I don't yeah, know what the I frequency think. is. So they move them from lot to lot across the ranch. Do you think that's a better? So the grass can regrow. Regrow. They. It's. It's not overgrazing. It's good for the animals. It's good for the grass. Blah blah blah. Do you think that's a better way than the factory farming? Well, why do you think it's a better way? It looks better if you go visit the land and you see the animals they look healthier the grasses it doesn't look like the it doesn't look like it's been overgrazed so i live in texas my family has um has been in agriculture my entire life right we've done cows we've done hay we've done all of it i've, I've been around it my entire life but it's very conventional it's very conventional farming it's like keep the cows in the same pasture for a long time let them overgraze. And then once once December comes around, we bring in hay and then they feed the hay and blah, blah, blah. Same old, same old. And if I go visit my family's land, it looks drastically different than their regenerative ranch. It almost looks more like a natural mother nature setting would look like, like a, you know, a, a pasture land actually looks like, supposed to look like. And the animals look better. Um, and there's, they're not using antibiotics. They're not in close proximity. They're not shitting on each other or anything like that. Uh, it just, it looks better. It, it, there's a different feeling when you go, um, when you go on a place like that versus I haven't visited, visited a factory farm, but I imagine there's a very desolate, deathly feeling when you visit a place like that. Oh yeah. I mean, factory farm, absolutely. They are they squeezed in very small environments and not looked after you will find always um sick animals left to die on on their own species uh it's absolutely absolutely horrible um so and and would you then so sell those cows in your in your ranch my parents um my parents yeah they'll they'll take them to the you know the the auction and they'll sell them it, it just depends my family it's not it's not a big operation so it's a small scale operation compared to that regenerative ranch that is a big you know big scale um just on a you know they have more acreage than my family yeah so here's the thing so you you could say that it's better um for you know the, the animals are at least not suffering as much we reduce suffering that's very good but yeah, what you are doing then we are sending them to a slaughterhouse and taking away taking away all they have and uh, the question we need to ask ourselves is why and is it necessary and in this in this era we know that it's not necessary for 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 nothing we don't need to animals food to to survive and and if you think about it if you think about it this way like you are taking care of an animal and uh it's happier it's not scared it's actually free to move in let's say a very huge huge field perhaps recognizes you as a good person and then what you do is using that trust that the animal has in you to get it up on a truck and send him to a slaughterhouse. So, is that good? Well, 
nature is rough, man. So I would, I would, I would say that in a in a in a regenerative, uh, sustainable agriculture place where the the animals are cared for, like the places in, that I visited that are regeneratively managed, I would say that's probably the better life than if they were um, just roaming free on a pasture getting tore down by, you know, coyotes or wolves or bobcats. Um, you know, a pack of wolves can really do destruction on a cow. So I, and that's a slow death. So I would say if, um, you know, compared to that kind of death versus, uh, the farmer doing uh, the deed himself or herself, I would say that's probably the better option. But there is another option, which is not killing. Well, if we don't kill, nature is going to kill it, right? Um, well, that's correct. Depends because it, these days, probably there would be a switch on the on the on the um, destiny of that cow. That cow would probably go into a sanctuary these days. That would that or the whole ranch would become. A sanctuary wouldn't just go into the wild but the, the thing is we cannot play god and decide what happens right and and if you if you take the same situation like let's say let's say you go to philippines uh in manila and i've been there and you go in one of these very poor very poor neighborhood and uh, um these you know these kids abused by um, the mafia there you know, so what you do is you take one of these kids, you you get them to America, give them a better life, but you sexually abuse them. And for the rest of the time, like once per week, sexually abuse them, and the rest of her life, it's, it's amazing. Is that one time per week justified? Well, man, that's a pretty big stretch for me to... <laughs> to me, that's not like the same that's completely uh that's not even like on the same realm to me that's like they're talking about something ethically morally wrong versus um something that is gonna ultimately like if i don't kill a deer for my family this year that deer is gonna die either by a coyote a bobcat someone's gonna hit it with a car or a truck and it's just going to be left on the side of the road. Um, so, I don't know. I think that's a bad... I think that's a bad example. I think it's totally different. Well, what's, what's different? Well, we're talking about provide... Like, a, we're talking about providing food for a family versus, like, molesting a kid or something. I think it's a, little, it's a lot different. Yeah, but the, we need to consider, like, um, if it, that's necessary. So, is it necessary to eat meat? I think, I think there are some people, and again, I'm an idiot, Stefano. I'm not a doctor whatsoever. <laughs> but I think there's some people that can truly thrive on a vegan diet. Like, and I have a, a buddy of mine that did vegan. Um, for a few years, he even did the fruitarian diet. He did nothing but fruit for a long time. I think there are people that 
can sustain a vegan diet and with proper supplementation um, pro- and they're checking their blood work. I think it's sustainable for some people. Do you think, do you think everyone can live on a vegan diet? That's, that's not necessarily what I, what I think we have uh, the biggest organization in the world that, you know, um, support that you have the America association of dietitian that, has more than 100,000 um, nutritionists and dietitians that support the fact that a well-planned vegan diet is okay for every stages of life, including athletes, uh, elderly people, kids, pregnancy, and also, uh, and this is of course, if you focus on plants and not the processed one, it has been shown to help to reduce um, cardiovascular disease, disease specifically. Um, so in my opinion, yes, everyone can be vegan. And also in my experience, I've learned, I've met some very difficult vegans, meaning like they were lack, you know, intolerant to, to gluten and they couldn't eat strawberries and they couldn't eat black blueberries and, or mice and all of these intolerances, they, they still were doing good on a vegan diet. I, Sometimes I feel like the vegan and the carnivore community is almost like the 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 Republican and the Democrat Party in the United States. Like they're just well, you know right. You're absolutely right, and uh, I think and I and I listened a very interesting interesting sentence just a few days ago on a reel. Like why is these people talking about completely different diet, opposite diet? They fighting against each other, but. You, 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 anyway, you find people on a vegan diet that's doing amazing. You find people on the carnivore diet that do, that's doing amazing. And which, which, by the way, only meat, I, I think it's not good. There's also Paladino, which is one of the biggest, um, influencer about carnivore diet. And he had some test, testosterone tests. And he said he, when he was just eating meat, Actually, his testosterone level was were low, and now he starts to eat fruits and uh, honey. I think mm-hmm. uh, with of course most meat, and uh, his testosterone levels went up. So just meat, I I don't think that's a good idea. Just meat, but you know, carnivore diet with fruit and whatever is fine. But I think what's really make us healthy, or these people that say they go healthy, they're going vegan, or going carnivore is because they come they come from a background or of highly processed food and, and very unhealthy way of eating so when you when you embrace a, a, a diet that promotes a better way of eating especially eliminating processed food i i think that's you um can you hear me i think i think my yeah i can hear you wait a second okay that's straight forward. Oh, you, you got the big so, boys on. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, I can hear you. So, so what I was saying is that you got this person that start eliminating their processed food from from their diet. And so this is what makes them healthier. And I also think that there's a lot, a lot of focus in the diet, but I think like physical activity is what makes you very, very healthy as well. I think, you know, and, and there are studies on this, that people that smoke, 
and are uh, active are overall healthier than sedentary people. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen some of those studies that you're talking about. Yeah, I I agree with you, Stefano. I think when people make a switch, and let's say one person's going to switch and go to a vegan diet, and they do away with the processed foods, and they do away with sugar and really the cokes yeah. and the bad stuff, and it starts working for them, and they start to see improvements, and then they become ideologically bound to this belief of this is what works because it worked for me and and i think people that's happened on the carnivore too they've they've switched away from the bad foods and now they're on the carnivore diet eating bacon and uh you know steaks every day and they're reducing inflammation their skin looks better and a lot of it probably just has to do with because they're not consuming so much damn sugar but it's they're seeing all these great results I'm like of the mindset of it's got to be somewhere in the middle, you know, like I don't think I, I, you know, I believe, I believe the human body can adapt to, to different things. I believe physical activity is crucial for your health. And that's why I never really talk about, you know, go vegan because it's healthier and you get this health benefits i never really go there because because again i really think it's a group of things that you need to to do in life to be a healthy individual and that that that's why it becomes uh an ethical position that if you can be healthy you don't need to consume any more products then why are we sending these cows to slaughterhouse yeah no i that's one thing that we'd have to really take a look at and address is the way that agriculture was performed today and your vegan diet. Like what does a typical day look like? Just understand like, as of right now, like, do you truly feel like how, how sure you are that you are okay with killing an animal? Would you do yourself? What do you mean? Like if I'm okay with it? You're saying like you're promoting a better treatment for the animals with regenerative agriculture, but you're you're saying you're still saying that it's okay to to send them to a slaughterhouse um, for me. So the thing the thing with with the reality we live in is that there is a, a huge disconnection. All right, most people will never kill an animal. You know. Uh, but the well, meat dairy next industry they have they have done a very good job with uh, disconnecting the people from the pro- from the process so they just see a product yeah no right? i agree so what what i want what i want to know from you is are you connected or disconnected from that like would you kill an animal yourself well i i th- i think you hit on some very important topics Stefano. we are we are so disconnected from the entire life cycle of an animal and plants. And most people in the United States, I think the statistic is something crazy around 95% of Americans have never stepped foot on a farm. So no one. Yeah. So, yeah. So have you ever been on, on any kind of farm or any type of ranch or anything like that? That's a, that's a good question. Well, not a proper, 
proper farm. But that's a good question because I think it's interesting to understand where I come from before I was vegan, especially when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, all the people around me, they had family farm. They had chickens, they had, uh, they had rabbits, uh, and uh, they were mainly living in cages. Cages, I think rabbits, they were for sure in cages. Maybe the chickens usually were free, but the, 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 the rabbits were in, were in cages. I would seal them, kill them, uh, and uh, skin them. So I was used to, to see these. Uh, and I also, and, the, and, and this was, I don't know why, maybe it's my way of being, you know, I'll go, I'll, uh, also got ADHD. So when I was a kid, <laughs> maybe, maybe I was uh, kind of zoning out from this situation, you know, that happens when you are ADHD. So I, I don't think I was very uncomfortable. I was, maybe I was a bit uncomfortable watching the blood, but for sure I was uncomfortable when I, when I once watched uh, a pig being killed. And uh, this farmer, I was in this, another family farm and uh, with my mom and in this, this farmer, you know, told my mom that the kids got to watch. So it, it, this is what happened. It's, we get conditioned to violence. So I'm watching this guy cutting the pig throat and, uh, and the pig was screaming. And I remember it was a very disturbing to, to watch, but at the same time, because it's everything that happens around us, I accepted, accepted it as a reality of it. So I actually, before making this connection with the animals, I was uh, what you call species. Species is the discriminatory kind of way of thinking hmm. towards animals. You know, racism, sexism, speciesism. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I remember going to my cousin, cousin house, and he had a rabbit as a pet. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, you should have the, the rabbit as, uh, as dinner. You know, why are you having this rabbit as a pet? You know, when I was a kid, I would see rabbit being skinned alive. They cannot be friends, right? They, they are food. And even when I was plant-based for the environment, uh, you know, for me it was for the environment because I wanted to do something good. And then there was my girlfriend and she was also starting to get plant-based and stuff. But for her, it was about health. So it was about her. And, um, and uh, she said something like, what about the cows? You know, my brain straight away said, I don't know, like, they are, you know, they're food, right? I mean, that's why they're there. And, and it's not like that, man. It's not like that. And then, and I, and I just needed words, you know, I just needed words, you know, from an activist that, uh, that told me, you know, they are, they are persons just like us. They're different. They don't speak. They have hair, but the experience is just the same experience that you're having. Maybe less complex, but they, you know, they wake up in the morning and they go to drink water because they're thirsty and they go to eat because they're hungry. They play with you. They're tired. They get scared. So, so then, and in that moment, I just adopted my, uh, just adopted my dog. And so she was, 
she was on the sofa and you know i was making this connection in that moment i would recognize the person she was mm. like she was just chilling on the sofa you know just like you chill on the sofa um and so i'm uh, making this connection and then watching slaughterhouse footage have you ever watched slaughterhouse oh footage? it's terrible yeah no i i'm disgusted by it so you know one of the most common way of killing pigs is a gas chamber so i was looking at this gas chamber and this is where i made that connection you know um i already knew you could live plant-based so you know i was just shocked and i really finally made made the connection and get, get out of that way of thinking that animal are product they're not or, or better the animal products are just products they're not just products they are animals who have suffered and lost their lives yeah i i i respect your position um stefano and i think you know going back to to what you asked me if I, if i'm comfortable with with yeah. with with death I, i i think that you know everyone in america at least is is really disconnected with the the raising and the butchering of the animals uh we're, we're, we just see a package of food and that's what we see um and we're we, we don't even know you know the process of of extracting the vegetables or the animals from the farm um but are you aware that a large proportion of animals die when extracting vegetables from farms and planting uh, to a degree i know again i think so hold on well I, and the reason i wanted to say that is because humans no matter what we do but in order to feed anybody an animal has to die somehow whether it's you're going to feed yourself plants or i'm going to feed myself uh, a deer that i hunt an animal is going to die one way or another and i and yeah, i do you think do you, do you think we have gotten to the moon do you think we are not we are not smart enough to grow vegetables without killing animals well you can grow vegetables but are you going to say that everyone's going to grow their own vegetables or are you going to have a a farm grow a large amount of vegetables so it, it depends it depends like how you're asking the question if you want a, a like if you want to take away a farm all the animals from a farm and replace them all pl replace all the cows in the pastures and replace it with vegetables you're going to displace a lot of animals and then when you extract those vegetables or those plants from that piece of land you're going to be killing animals have you ever have you ever uh seen a tractor going through a field yeah have you ever seen and you see the like the birds all types of birds waiting for that tractor to go through the field because it's going to just uh, it's about to murk the snakes the groundhogs it's going to wherever that tractor is going to extract all the plants it's it's destructing everything in its path that's soil it's the plant it's the animals it's everything living in that that place where the crops were planted so i i've been you, you, lately these is it this is like the elite argument against veganism 
So I've been an activist for like two, three years, and and this is something that's coming up uh, lately. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that no, I'm not okay with it. Like I'm not okay with animals being killed. But there are different points that I think I can address. So the first one is it's not net, it's not that many animals. Like when we uh, when carnivore address this, as like uh, you need to kill everything, everything. Like if they if the farmer does that intentionally, but it does, first of all, it doesn't do it intentionally. Second of all, these animals are not stupid. These animals uh, run away. Um, and, and, and here's the, it's a very important point that if we, so there's a difference between killing animal intentionally and unintentionally, because if we just do unintentionally, but intentionally, we want to create a system where we don't, Arm animals, then we can have kind of the same mentality as people that create, that have regenerative, regenerative farm with cows. So moving towards a world where we're trying to minimize or eliminate suffering from other uh, beings. Now we need to have that mentality where we want to move towards a world where we, we don't exploit animals. Um, and the other thing, and this is something that I heard from another activist that's it's interesting uh, you don't really know what causes less harm and 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 i i don't think that's necessarily a good argument because for me this the solution would be like moving towards systems where you are minimizing uh, the harm of, of animals and insects but uh, we don't really know if there was more or less harm in the in the wild compared to where you put the 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 farm, like the plant farm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't really know where there is more or less killing. If in the agriculture, you know the plant farming and the plant crop, or uh, if you would have the wild in it. Make sense? No, I see what you're saying. Um, and it does make sense uh, to a point um, but I guess some people get lost into like, like what is an animal? I think that gets lost into the discussion too, because then we got to start talking about, about everything. And I've, uh, you know, I've seen, I've witnessed how many animals are, are impacted when, you know, hay is cut up on fields and it could be from, you know, squirrels. And it could be all the way down to some type of ugly little marsupial and it bugs. And, and so it just depends. Like, I think, you know, carnivores will make the argument that by, by numbers that there's a large proportion of animals that get slaughtered when plants are extracted from, from the, um, from, from fields. And then, you know, plant-based or, or the vegan community, We'll, we'll say that it's not that much. Either way, it's still happening. So I like to make or to, to say that, well, I'm not killing them because I'm not in, I'm not actually holding a, a gun to their head and, and shooting them. Maybe you're not, but you're still doing it. You still have an impact. So it's like, whose is worse? Who's better? I'm not going to argue that. 
uh, but I've, I've witnessed, you know, large amounts of animals dying when, when plants are extracted from the field. Okay. So you witnessed the stuff. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess for me, the, the, the intention, the intention is important. I, uh, I must say I'm also not clear because, you know, I hear the carnivores being very extreme about this and then what do they say um, what do they we, say about it well you they, 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 there are two things that for me are a bit weird to hear that first of all that to kill less animals you need to eat animals right so you so basically they you know they say that by being a carnivore you're killing less animals because uh because of the crop deaths but uh, that might be true for a hunter, okay? But sharing this me message with a population that live in civilized cities and go go to the supermarket when you are buying animal products, a uh, piece of meat, you know, this cow had to eat plants. So you're still including 16 times more, uh, this is, that, that I read 16, 16 times more crop deaths than eating the plant directly. And so, it, and, and just the concept of saying that you kill less animals by eating animals doesn't, <laughs> that sounds, doesn't really make sense to me. That, that does sound kind of funny to say, but maybe what they're talking about is like the worms that get killed because you know, when you plant, when you plant crops, even you, you, you know, you plant a, a field of cotton, that field of cotton is going to be infiltrated by all types of like birds, Animal. yeah, birds nest, worms, like all kinds of stuff. So maybe they're counting everything. And that's where I think some, uh, you know, some carnivores maybe count all of them. And then maybe some vegans don't consider a worm an animal maybe they only consider stuff that's like fuzzy and furry and got big eyes like rabbits or something like it depends like what oh, yeah, that's, that's true i don't kill mosquitoes <laughs> yeah right i don't i don't kill mosquitoes man you don't but, kill mosquitoes you know, i don't kill mosquitoes man I, I and honestly they don't i don't know why but you lately they they don't bite me actually you're eating a lot of garlic that's I, why uh, <laughs> i don't know i, I don't know uh, but yeah, I don't kill mosquito anymore neither. And sometimes I have this tree uh, because I live in a camper. So when it gets uh, in the night time, you know, actually insects get in. Um, you know, I, I I ignore them. I don't kill them. And they actually, I don't know. Maybe they know I love them. I don't know. <laughs> I, I actually hate them. I hate them too, but uh, I don't kill Man, them. Man, I, I, them I feel like we're 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 talking where we both want like the same things. We're just saying it in a different way. And, and you know, you, you, I mean, you want, you less want less suffering as well, I think. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but we should, in order to, that's the thing again, we have, we can have, if we want an animal, if we want a word, when we recognize animal, we respect animal individual, we should eat plants and, and improve systems and society in that direction instead of trying ways to, you know, um, kill animals in a better way. Because 
you are you're still taking life away from them what about the idea of how unnatural it is to have large amounts of fields planted with one single crop like that's not that's not natural right like for mother nature for our ecological system that's not sustainable right sustainable i think um well again i think it's more sustainable than than having the plants plus the plants per humans plus all the plant the crop the crop plant crop for the animals so, uh, because again uh, let's let's put some some number we uh we have three trillion animals in the animal agriculture industry uh and th there is 10 billion humans right so they they outnumber us by far a lot so they need to eat food so this is definitely not sustainable but you know again i think Again, I think there is this concept that maybe one vegan can can save the world, <laughs> but you know I'm not the guy. I'm just trying to um, push the mess a good message across. Um, but I know in Africa, for example, there is this guy that he it it, it plants. So basically, it's a mixture. What he does is a mixture between agri plant agriculture and uh, and and wildlife. So I kind of. Mix it so you got you got some trees between the crops and stuff like that. So I'm sure I'm sure you know humans are intelligent and can find sustainable way to do things. But well, that, I don't have this. That almost sounds like uh, like regenerative planting, like because part of like one of the principles of regenerative agriculture is to keep soil covered. So when you're planting crops, you plant what's called cover crops and you keep the soil covered. But one of the ways that we have healthy soil in farms is with animals. So if you don't want animals involved, then how do you keep the soils healthy for your crops? Without, cause I, I'm, assu I'm assuming you don't want like synthetic fertilizer, synthetic pesticides, glyphosate sprayed on your crops, right? So, I prefer not to. Yeah. yeah. So how would like in a in a system like you were saying where you know the animals go to a sanctuary and then we we use land to uh, to raise crops? How would you keep that soil healthy? I I honestly I can't answer that that question. You know. Man, I I I really I'm gonna send you. I don't know. Whenever we get off this call, dude, I'm gonna send you a couple of. Um, and I'm not trying to, like, convince you to change your way of thinking or anything like that. I, I, I think you. Oh, that, that's I, impossible. I, I think you, 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 you have a good message, and I think your what you spread on social media is raising awareness about, you know, factory farming. I think it's really important, and I think it's a bridge to other things. Um, so I, I find it to be, to be very important. What I wanted to ask you is, do you, uh, on like, what does a, a typical day like look for you uh, as far as nutrition? Like, what do you feed yourself? Do you take any supplements? Uh, what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's something that we can, we can navigate. Um, so my diet is very simple. 
you know, for me, yeah, I want to be lean. So my, I prefer to know what I'm eating every day. So I basically eat the same every day. And that is in the morning, I will have a peanut butter sandwich with a couple of fruit, with banana and uh, banana and, and, and apple. Then for lunchtime, I would have a sandwich with uh, tofu and tomato salad. And then my other snack would be, again, nuts and fruits. Maybe be a watermelon, um, pineapple, love pineapple. Uh, I like pineapple too. And then, and, and then the evening would be my most nutrition, most most nutritious meal. Uh, so that would be a mix of vegetables. So I would, I would cook this once per week, do a prep, and I would mix like broccoli, asparagus, potatoes, mushrooms. Which I didn't know. I find you know, I'm not a fan of protein, but uh, all protein propaganda. But uh, I found out that mushrooms have a lot of protein. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And, you know, compared to the calories they have. So mm. not considering the how many protein per 100 grams, but the calorie. Um, and then I would mix seeds. So as a vegan, as a vegan, it's important to get your, as a person, it's important to get your good fats, uh, omega-3 and 6s. And the best way to do that on a plant-based diet is through seeds. Uh, and I would eat that with, uh, I would eat that with uh, rice. Yeah. Do you take any? Well, yeah. do, do you take any supplements? Supplements. So supplements. Yes, I do take creatine. Um, that's how you're I, so. I haven't, I that's, haven't flexed, that's how you're so the, jacked. I knew it. I thought you're on roids, I, I, yeah. man. I thought you were taking steroids, Stefano. Those big ass biceps you got. And the creatine does add that maybe kilogram or, or two, depending on the person in size of, of water for sure. Uh, but I've been in and out of creatine to just test it, uh, especially in the beginning. Like my first, let's say, like my first transformation when I built my first, uh, say, 10 kilogram of muscles, uh, I didn't use creatine at all. That's something that I've been doing consistently for the last uh, maybe one year, one year and a half. Because I noticed by that something that I really noticed is true. You get a little bit a little bit bigger with creatine because there's more water. But what creatine does is basically uh, you have creatine phosphate in the muscle, right? So this is molecule uh, that keep the phosphate. And basically, when you use energy with adenosine three phosphate, which is like three uh, whatever uh, <laughs> molecule of phosphate. You know, one goes away to create energy. Hmm. And so creatine phosphate breaks to recreate adenosine, adenosine three phosphate. So what creatine does is having get more of this, uh, but it's stored in water. So because it's stored in water, you get a little bit puffier with, uh, with creatine. And, and so I decided and that, you know, uh, ah, yeah, the other thing, is energies that that's something that I really noticed with uh, with creatine. You do you do feel a little bit more, a, a bit more energetic, and that give that gives you a little boost mm. in the workout, push harder. So I decided that I wanted to continue taking it because I really felt the benefits. And then 
the only supplement that I take is B12. Yeah, so uh, B12 can be fine in uh, animal products only, you know, but um, really comes from bacteria. That's that's why we don't find it in we don't find that in fruits and vegetables because everything is sanitized and clean. So this B12 that comes from soy is um, uh, is completely eliminated. You know, so the animals and animal products we, we get their B12 from grazing uh, if they they graze and if not if they are factory farm then they will be also supplemented with uh, with b12 is there a supplement that i take um uh, there's vitamin d but just doing just doing the uh during the winter because in here in malaga it's very sunny so hmm. not really just point and take vitamin d and that's my diet how how cognizant are you about eating organic or like do you shop locally at you know farmers markets to get your 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 vegetables like how do you uh, go about getting all that i um so i was eating organic uh but unfortunately right now like money wise what's really increasing the the bill so i stopped doing it and buy less less quality um I try to buy from Spain hmm. things things that are made in Spain to to reduce the you know the carbon footprint. Yeah. But apart from these, not these are the two things that I try to do when I buy vegetables. That's cool, Stefano. Um, man, I I greatly appreciate our our time today, and uh, like I said, I enjoy following you on social media. I think you you post great content. How can uh, how can people follow you, get in touch with you? Are you on YouTube? Yes, I'm on YouTube as well, but my main platform is uh, definitely Instagram. Okay. So, Stefano, vegan calisthenics, and I can help you get started with the food understanding a little bit of uh, nutrition and also with a free workout. If you send me a DM saying six-pack, and I have a, a free guy to help you lose fat, get shredded and start training that's cool man i forgot to ask you how how tall are you and how much do you weigh i am 177 centimeters and um i i, I think right now i'm about 83 84 kilograms oh man you gotta be doing european let me uh do the math real quick 80, All right, yeah. 80, pounds and yeah, 83 kilograms to pounds. Hold on one second. Oh, you're 182 pounds. And how, and uh, you said 133 centimeters? 177. 177. Oh, you're five feet nine. Okay, so you're not, I, I thought you were like. Like uh, a little shorter. I'm five seven. I'm so I'm five seven. I'm trying to get abs, Stefano, but I weigh a hundred. Uh, I'm a hundred and seventy seven pounds right now. I think I need to get to like one sixty eight to get some abs. Well, you should follow me. You should follow my journey. I'm actually right as of right now. I'm doing like so. I'm 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 doing a cut, right? So I'm on a correct deficit, and uh, I'm sharing almost every day. A tip about how to 
after this bat so yeah you should, you no follow my my journey i i follow it man i like i said I, I like your stuff so i appreciate it man um this will come out in a couple weeks and I'll, I'll tag you on instagram dude and i'll put it on youtube and spotify apple Podcasts, all that good stuff thank you very much thank you man i'll talk to you later and, bud bye all right bye